welcome back to Reach for Wellness, a video podcast sponsored by Community Reach Center. I'm your host, Vanessa Alarcón. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and a licensed addictions counselor. I'm really excited to announce season two of Reach for Wellness. For those of you have that have been around, you know, Reach for Wellness has been as a training series and then transitioned to a video podcast. And now we're launching into the second season of this video podcast. And the difference of this season will be that we'll be focused more on different topics of that relate to mental health, but really exploring what they are and how they connect to our larger society. I'm really excited to have Joe Oria today. Joe Oria, some of you guys may know him from Reach for Understanding, one of our CRC podcasts. Joe works for CRC. He is the program manager of ACT, which stands for the Assertive Community Treatment Program, and also manages Ascent, which is a first episode psychosis program. Joe, welcome on here. I know you're not like a stranger to (laughs) to this, um, but I'm excited because you're gonna talk us through um, the media and mm. mental health. And before we get started, I forgot to say, you're a licensed clinical social worker and a licensed addictions counselor. Yes, so really, very much. Yeah, Same. I'm like, hey, we're like <laughs> buddies in that world. But yes. yeah, talk us through what's the connection between media and mental health? Well, there's a lot of it. I mean, I guess this is one of them, right? Yeah. Like, you know, but it various podcasts. But I think really where you're looking where I'm kind of wanting to focus is mostly on the idea of mass media in the sense of Mm -hmm. like outside of, because podcasts can, like what we're doing now, delve into a lot more uh, topics, have more nuance, Mm -hmm. et cetera. But if you're looking at like mass communication, mostly talking about like the news, talking about also uh, movies, books, Mm -hmm. et cetera, there's a lot of various things that could be unpacked And I think really one of the biggest things that I think has just been so useful with social media also being a part of of mass communication is the fact that the awareness of mental health has really, and and what's really out there has changed so dramatically. Mm. And it kind of used to be like this thing that, you know, you didn't really talk about, but it was like, you know, there was that neighbor that had some issues Mm -hmm. and then they disappeared and you never heard from them again, right? And usually we've come to find out later they were in psychiatric institutions. Mm. So now that we've kind of moved away from that, there's just a lot more areas where we see mental health come up. And some of it are positive, good stories, and others are where you're kind of looking at it and you go, hmm, okay, They're, they might be either addressing some of the gaps in our mental health system, or they're based on extremes and kind of uh, put out there as extremes, but because they're done so often, it kind of gives people the illusion that like, oh yeah, this is true, or this is widespread. Um, So yeah, there's quite a bit in media that uh, will be able to dive into because it's, I mean, it's a huge topic we can talk about for an eternity. Yeah, but. well, get ready. We'll be here for the next three hours. No, yes. I'm just kidding. 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, as you were saying that, I was thinking about, like, yes, I've seen psychiatric hospitals mm-hmm. on TV. I think it was even, like, a big plot line and, like, Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. That was, like, definitely the millennial show at the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, those kind of, like, institutionalization, um, seeing a therapist, yeah. couples counseling. It's even been, I mean, it's just been even the topics of movies and TV shows. Right. And there are different shows that are have arguably different levels of truth when mm. it comes to 
what it's like actually being a therapist or being in the room. Like you have some of the more, I guess you could say the more famous shows that use a lot of therapists. So there was that run of In Treatment on HBO mm. for a while that yes. had different different stories, different, mm -hmm. you could say characters because it was fictionalized, different characters with different um, mental health issues that they were working with, a lot of trauma. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that was, you know, for Hollywood and, but some of those episodes were actually quite real when it comes to like how a therapist interacts in the room. Shockingly, and I know it's shocking, <laughs> I actually think the therapist in The Sopranos is actually pretty good. Really? Because she just lets for, um, she lets Tony, the main, main guy, just kind of go on. Like she supports him right? Mm. There's some of the ethics stuff that get a little questionable, right? Because sure. he's the head of the mafia and, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. But, like, she is mostly just supporting him and but then challenging him and forcing him to grow. Mm. And the idea with that is that it's not this sort of, she's not very overwhelming. She's really just a witness. But it's one of those things where it's tied into this huge thing that is mm. The Sopranos. Yeah. And so those are just a couple of examples. But you have also just different interactions with psychiatrists. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes it's driven by the era. Sometimes it's driven a little bit by like what, you know, what the what the director or what the writer wants to actually cast that person is doing. So it, it's very it's varied. It really is. Yeah. And that's, I could see how, I think you were saying in the beginning, like how this could be like a good thing because mm -hmm. we're talking about it, but then it could be maybe not such a good thing because right. then people may not really know what happens in mental health treatment. Mm -hmm. So what are, like, what would be some of the more cons about kind of this being in the media? So I would say one of the things is that you, uh, the news I think is one of the big issues where mm. I think um, there's a, a lot of a misstep, right? Because I think, yes, you have sort of the controversial shows like 13 Reasons Why, which was huge yes. on Netflix, and that mm -hmm. created a huge buzz because yeah. of the depictions of self-harm, suicide. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like one of the arguments was that, well, this was glorifying it, right? Because it's it's for Netflix, right? Sure. Like, it's not, not that suicide is a mundane thing, but, like, it's not... They're not going to, I mean, when, when, when these things happen in real life, there's not, you know, background music and, you know, sound effects and all that, They're right? entertaining necessarily. Right, yeah. right. They're trying to illuminate, they're trying to, to have a mood, sure. basically. Mm -hmm. And so I can, that's kind of where I have a recent example, relatively mm -hmm. recent example, yeah. of something that was a little bit more controversial in that way. So not that it was a bad thing mm -hmm. per se, sure. but that's an that's a element that was much more controversial in how um, suicide and self harm was portrayed. Mm -hmm. But when you're looking at like news media specifically, news media is not great at two things: one, explaining the mundane, and two, giving you time because you have a 30 minute news, for example, yeah. news show. You have 400 words in an article. You can't explain all the ins and outs of like, what is schizophrenia? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? What is major depression? Like all those things, right? And they're written by people that are not mental health experts sure. yeah. like you and me. So I think that 
that's when you're looking at, for example, shootings, or there was the most recent example um, that that a lot of the local here in Denver, a lot of the local news picked up was a a shooting that happened on a bus in Aurora. Mm-hmm. It was an officer-involved shooting, and the guy had um, uh, allegedly like violated a. He was he was at a halfway house, like mm-hmm. a treatment program. Mm-hmm. And he was carrying a knife and was wielding a knife on the bus and Aurora police shot and killed him. Mm. The issue, one of the things that came out of that was that there were no mental health co-responders because Aurora has a mental health co-responder program. They weren't staffed with mental health co-responders at the time of the shooting. So you have this illumination with news of like, if you hear it enough, it seems to be true, right? Mm-hmm. Like we know about the shortages in mental health. Yes. But I think that like when you're looking at that, you could say a lot of different things and not just, but just sort of the amalgamation of all of that is like the, like people with mental health issues are dangerous, quote unquote. And they're, you know, on rampages, people blame mental health, you know, oh, it's not the guns, it's mental health, like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's this, a lot of use of, mental health as a cop-out and an excuse for violent behavior, when in fact that, mean, that might not even be the case, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could weave into some misunderstandings mm-hmm. of how we interpret things, and then, yeah. like you mentioned, it's a 30-minute news segment, so mm-hmm. we're not going deep into fact check, or maybe I shouldn't say fact-checking, but really mm-hmm. just getting deeper into all of the elements mm-hmm. that could factor into a situation. Yeah, like there are, we have, there are various percentages of people who live with mental health issues and you know because of the issues reporting and stuff like that we don't know probably best estimates have it at least like what 35 to 40 percent maybe i might be wrong with those Mm -hmm. numbers there but a large amount of people have identified struggling with some sort of mental health issue within their lifetime Mm -hmm. and so those aren't the individuals you're gonna hear about in the news yeah and so the ones that you do are going to be a lot more extreme because it Mm -hmm. captures your attention as a viewer Right, and it also, in a lot of ways, can play on some of the paranoias that you might have as a consumer of media, as an individual. And so I think that what we have to be is we have to be critical consumers of all these mass communication platforms, social media, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, same thing as well. Like they're trying to get views. They're, people are trying to, state their opinion on things or their experience of things, right? And so you just have to be able to understand and not just take everything at face value. And like I said, being a critical consumer of media, very important in this regard. Joe, you like answered my next question, (laughs) which was what do we do? Because mass media is everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm trying to think of a day I I go without consuming mass media, Mm -hmm. but it's not. I mean, it's just, it's almost impossible to escape. Even, is it radio mass media? It is. Yeah, that's what I'm like, even the radio, if I'm like, not on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so critical, being Mm -hmm. a critical consumer of media, Mm -hmm. talk us more about that. Like, Mm -hmm. is it just, is it being selective about platforms? Is it trying to inform ourselves about the bigger picture? Like, what do we do? Yeah, usually what I like to say, and there's a there's a lot of different ways, and I think it's become a lot more a lot more blurry because of the fact that 
there are so many what I would call like alternative news out news outlets yeah. out there mm -hmm. that push a lot of ideas that are you know really attractive to people with certain paranoias about you know like the conspiracy theory outlets and stuff like that but I think the biggest thing is when you're looking at like a reputable source mm -hmm. part of it is like look at look at who's funding them who are who's owning this company um who are you know the kind of the legacy outlets you know mm -hmm. we talk about like you know with the newspapers we talk about you know what do we say the big three mm -hmm. wall street journal new york times and the washington post mm -hmm. and you have the ability to be like okay you know kind of the major newspapers you know national media outlets etc but even then like people there have you have to understand the company and just look into like what is their bias going to be mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. like their story selection how they even present it because it could be factually accurate but how they present it is very different right and so television consumption the same way where are they leaning politically where are they leaning it's going to really kind of cloud their outlet on how they approach certain issues and so it's not necessarily i'm not going to come on here and say you should read this and right. you should watch this and yeah. you should listen to this but just understand where this is where this is coming from right like yeah. like i just give you an example like this podcast right now two mental health professionals yeah. we're going to have a very different outlook on life than uh somebody from the gun lobby do you know what I'm saying? Sure. So like, I think that's one of the, the biggest things to look at is like, doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, oh, you have to have your preferred source, sources and that's the word and that's it. Mm -hmm. But I think especially when you're becoming more of a consumer of media, it takes a better consumer of media, you don't take it at face value. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. what's important because uh, you, you need to be able to understand that everyone has a spin, everyone has some kind of agenda. Um, and really, that's how, especially in the mental health field, you need to have people that are experts talking about mental yeah. health in the there media, which is very important. So if you want to hear a topic about mental health, listen to one of mental health professionals. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great way. Mm -hmm. I'm not, especially because, you know, it's about informing ourselves, mm -hmm. but understanding what we're listening to, yep. why that person's providing that information and source, source, source. Yes. Any yes. last things you want to mention before we wrap up, Joe? Well, I think the number one thing is I am a fan of like treatment. If you can access hmm. it, get it. Because um, I think that everybody can use somebody, you know, therapists are not just if you have a problem. Therapists can be somebody who they're just objective viewers of your life, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so get help when you can. See a therapist. I don't care if you don't think you have any problems. <laughs> Go see a therapist. <laughs> it's going to help you grow as a person and help you become a better version of yourself, um, even if it's not to address a specific issue that you're dealing with. So, yeah, obtain treatment. Go get it. And uh, if you have the means to do so, and enjoy the ride. Awesome. Thank you, Joe, for being here. Yeah, thank you. To listen to more episodes of Reach for Wellness, visit our website at communityreachcenter.org. There you'll find links to our social media pages and other episodes from other podcasts that we sponsor. And if you want to get connected to services through Community Reach Center, you can find that information there as well. Talk to you next time. <laughs>